Welcome to Day Zero Update for January 24th, 2021. I'm your host, Chris Logi. And I'm Brandon Perkins. And yeah, we got a two-man crew this week, uh, but we're not short on news. Nope. Uh, one of the major platform holders decided to shoot themselves in the foot and then admit that that was a bad idea and somehow unshoot <laughs> themselves in the foot. Yeah. Uh, and one of the dumber announcements I've seen of late. Uh, yeah. We'll tell you exactly what happened there. Uh, Activision decided to uh, get rid of one of their most successful developers, mm-hmm. merge them into Blizzard. Uh, we might know why. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll tell you a bit about that. Let's see. Tencent bought a majority stake in another developer. Uh, mm-hmm. Valve and some publishers got fined by the EU. GameStop stock is up. Somehow, yeah, it's uh, the internet did a thing basically, and yeah, it's it's weird. It's weird. Yeah, we'll tell you a bit about what happened in the Resident Evil Village showcase, and uh, a couple of new things here launching over the next few weeks, uh, as well as the new Cyberpunk uh, update for this week, Mm -hmm. uh, as is a weekly thing now, I guess. So yeah. we'll get to that stuff here in a little bit. Uh, we'll talk about what we've been playing. I will start here. Uh, been playing a lot of uh, Crimson Land on my PS5. Uh, mm-hmm. Liking that a good bit. Uh, so yeah, it uses the the adaptive trigger stuff a little bit, so there's a little bit of resistance when you pull it down, but as you might uh, realize with the game being a dual-stick shooter, that you mm-hmm. don't really need to uh, pull it too much. Uh, there's like nope. one of the arcade modes that has a thing where it's like, oh, you have the amount of ammo that uh, the gun comes with, mm-hmm. uh, and then you run out and you have to pick up another weapon, mm-hmm. uh, that kind of thing. But even then, you can just sit there and hold it uh, and use it and go pick up something else. It's probably not the greatest strategy, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, it also uses the haptic feedback a bit to shake the controller. There's nothing really fancy going on there. It's just mostly kind of uh, putting a little bit of rumble in there for every shot, which uh, mm-hmm. gets pretty bad when you get like a minigun. Mm. It's just firing constant rounds to the point that I just turned it off mm-hmm. uh, in the settings. So I was like, yeah, no. I can't sit here and have my hand just shaking and getting really kind of sore just from this fucking minigun that I got mm. going on. So uh, the game's still fun. I just don't think it has the greatest implementation of the DualSense features for that stuff. So mm-hmm. uh, it's still free if you had uh, got the game on the PS4, Vita, PS3, whatever mm-hmm. there. But, uh, you know, you can check that out. Uh, also been playing Hitman 3, uh, which has been pretty good so far. Had some rough issues at launch with the uh, the rushing of people to play the game. Mm. And... Uh, the way that you transfer your progress through from Hitman 2 to 3 uh, is through a website. And you know what happens when you ask a lot of people to go to a website at once? Yeah. <laughs> it's, exactly. It has lots of issues. Uh, along with people having to log into an account they may not have uh, remembered passwords and such for. Uh, so just getting recovery emails was a bit of a pain. Uh, that's why I really didn't play it too much that day. Uh, but yeah, when I came back to it to start it up, uh, the nice thing is unlike Hitman 2, which you had to, you basically had like the framework, uh, of the game to download initially. And then you downloaded the missions as separate things. This just had it all, uh, as one thing. So you didn't have to, uh, spend a lot of time just downloading extra data, mm-hmm. have all the, the stages from the first two games and all that. So that was mm-hmm. nice. Um, but once I got to play, I played the first mission, which is in a a big ass uh, skyscraper in Dubai, uh, which looks incredible. It's not the the visuals are, you know, kind of similar to what the other two games have had. They're very good uh, for what they are, and now this on a console is, uh, especially the PS5, is running at 60 FPS, so it just runs very smoothly. Uh, not really too much in the way of big changes as far as gameplay. You have a phone now, mm-hmm. uh, which is partially for 
you know, screenshots if you want to take that in game. Uh, but also mechanically, uh, with this Dubai tower, you mm. can use it to highlight uh, these like uh, these like little touch points, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it'll like hack them and open up these big windows or whatever mm. it is. I assume it's used in the other stages uh, a good bit too. But I had some uh, uh, one of the mission stories. Essentially, you talk to one of the guys you're trying to kill, uh, and he gives you. This is after you uh, find a uh, a well-known assassin uh, and kill him and take his outfit to assume his identity, even though you're bald and he had hair. Nobody oh. really cares or knows, I guess. Um, but he gives you this uh, uh, gig to go and kill this journalist that's asking too many questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you kill him, uh, you need to take a picture of him. So the phone kind of works into that way. Uh, to get you the, uh, pictures of that. So, you know, it works out pretty well for that stuff. Uh, the other big change is that there's kind of this whole, um, I forget what I was going to say. <laughs> oh, well, uh, it's not really too much. It's more just adding on uh, things. There's new items. Uh, in addition to a lot of the fruit that was in the other games, there's now a banana, which people are enjoying. Uh Still has a lot of good humor in it. I uh, had a security outfit, so I was hanging out one of the security rooms in this mm. uh, tower, and there was a maintenance person, you know, cleaning the floor. Mm-hmm. Well, it had the little caution sign over this big puddle of water, uh, and so I just like do what I usually do: is pick it up, mm-hmm. uh, take it around, and I'm going over to this room, and I just hear a thud mm-hmm. as one of the security guards had walked through, not noticed the water, and fallen and knock themselves out. Oh, uh, yeah. So, real good physical comedy mm-hmm. there. Uh, I turned around, and, like the maintenance person was facing the other way, I assume listening to something on headphones, so yeah, they did not notice that at all. So, mm. uh, eventually somebody else noticed it, and I ended up just killing a bunch of people yeah. there anyway. So, you know, fun stuff. I mean, that's pretty much what you do in Hitman, right? <laughs> Yeah, you find silly ways to take care of your problems. Yeah. Usually uh, involves either knives or pushing people out of windows. Yeah. They're both equally uh, effective. <laughs> yeah. Uh I had some fun moments. Uh there's one of the one of the targets is looking for a new bodyguard and you're uh assuming the form of the uh the person that is supposed to take that role. Yep. Uh and he's like taking you around. And one of the things they do with this game is that the people that are like leading you around really do not like if you are straying off the path. Nope. They'll just get very upset. Uh, whereas other times, I think you could go wander around, they would just stand where they are. Yeah. Uh, last time they were close enough to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, here they'll do that, but then they'll just like, for the last time, get over here and keep following me. So no yeah. real wandering, but uh, we went up to this uh, ledge area. He's like, all right, you need to show me that you can use knives. Mm. He has these like, targets hanging off uh, of uh, a ledge up top, and uh, so I used it, knocked them all out. I was like, oh, good job. And he dismisses the other bodyguard, tells him to have a day off, and he just stands by this ledge. I was like, all right, whatever. I'll just go over and just kick him off to his death. Uh, nice little fun time there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the weird thing is I, after that, I was trying to get over this ledge to crawl over to another area and, uh, my guy just jumped off of it. Mm -hmm. He went to like a crouch stance while he was falling and just landed similar to where the, uh, the target landed Mm -hmm. uh, to my death. And after that, the game bugged out in a weird way Mm. where it wouldn't let me save anymore. Uh, and every time it was going to auto save, just pop up like save failed, you know, you want to try again? Every time I tried it, it would just keep failing. Uh, So then I was like, oh, oh, well, I'll just beat this mission and don't have to worry about saving. And killed the last guy, and it didn't register that that was a killed. Mm -hmm. While his dead body is being hauled away, it's like, I think this just bugged out. Uh, So I quit out, came back the next day, Mm -hmm. uh, tried out some other stuff, which worked out pretty well. That's where I tried out the assassin quest uh, for that. So 
that ended up in a pretty cool place where uh, both of the uh, main targets you can kind of get into a meeting uh, mm-hmm. in the big tower or the big like mansion sort of floor suite uh, up at the top, uh, which is a really cool designed uh, set piece place. Uh, and you just lock them in a room, like activate this like uh, security thing that just barricades all the doors and windows. Mm-hmm. Uh, and your handler gets on the screen, talks to one of the guys, telling him how they ruined his life. And I knocked a chandelier onto them. Mm. Killed him. Took me a few tries because they have to be in a certain spot for it to drop, and one would always be off. Uh, so you know what I did? I just knocked them both out and let their unconscious bodies right in the spot. Just dropped it down. Uh, so yeah, that was that was a nice way to cap it off. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then found. Uh, oh yeah, one of the things they added here is like persistent unlocks. Mm-hmm. You can unlock in sort of a Dark Souls way where you'd find like, oh, I can knock this ladder down or I can unlock this door from the other side and subsequent runs, you can use that. Mm. Uh, they have stuff like that in this. So you might not be able to get up to certain areas uh, the direct way. You might find your way around to another way. Mm. Uh, so before I left, I found like this ladder that had this big lock on the top of it. No real explanation why, just an arbitrary lock. So I broke it off, and it's like, oh, this is a new way to get up here because I can use the uh, explosive golf ball that's in the stage to get the get one of the guys to try to go golfing, and they'll blow up, uh, which is a thing that was in the very first Hitman. Yep. The Sapienza stage. So they're definitely bringing back some of those, some of those cool little tools into mm-hmm. that game. So that's Hitman 3. Looking forward to put more time into it. Uh, the one issue I've seen with the transfer over, it seems like it uh, removed uh, tracking of the mission stories I've done mm-hmm. in the stages, so I have to redo those if I'm going to play those stages again, which is annoying, but mm. not really a big deal. Mm. Uh, the way that stuff works is not too big of a deal. So That's been uh, Hitman 3, and earlier today I decided Jumping to Just Cause 3 on my PS5 to see how that was running Mm -hmm. on more powerful hardware. and It runs a lot better. It's not necessarily Uh, like fixed or anything. The load times are still fairly long. Yeah. Because it's still just uh, improved console load times. Mm -hmm. But I started up one of the... I had all the DLC, so I was like, I should really check that out. Uh, So I started up one that involves the uh, Eden Corporation that's trying to take over the island, which is this big like floating air fortress mm-hmm. that shows up. And you essentially get like a a Rocketeer style backpack to fly around with. Yeah. Uh, which is wild. The way it handles is pretty neat. Uh, you kind of use the right trigger to get like a, a boost to your flying. Mm-hmm. Yep. Otherwise you just glide around like your like flying squirrel uh, mm-hmm. wingsuit kind of thing. Uh, but it also has guns on it to shoot out, as well as like uh, missiles that'll lock on, which is a little bit finicky because like the the whole crux of this story thing is they they have lots of drones which are fairly small and easy to not uh, lock onto. It's not like a hard lock on. Uh, so, but uh, you get up to this fortress and you're kind of taking out a lot of the. The same sort of things you do in the cities in the game, where you're blowing up all the explodey bits, taking down, you know, turrets and all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, that took me a little bit while to figure out what all the different uh, icons meant, because mm. some of them are on top, uh, others are on the side, and some are underneath it. Mm. So the the flight controls can be a little bit finicky, so it's just taking me a bit to figure out where exactly it all wanted me. So. Uh, but once I got it figured out, it's been pretty good. So definitely going to put some more time into that. Mm-hmm. But that DLC seems pretty fun. I know the other one involves mechs. Mm-hmm. You get a big mech suit to go around in, so that'll be pretty fun to check out. Yep. I uh, also checked out some other stuff on PS5 because I've been downloading more stuff onto it uh, for my PS4 stuff. So I got Dandara, 
on there, which is a Metroid like. Mm-hmm. Uh, the main thing that sets it apart is how you get around, which is mainly uh, you're jumping onto like these hot spots on the walls. Yeah. Uh, you can only jump uh, from wall to wall on there. So you're kind of looking for these specific spots to jump onto. Sometimes there'll be enemies on them. Sometimes not. Sometimes I have, you know, spikes that pop up in you know various patterns. So you got to time it how you're doing that. Uh, but if you're kind of holding in the direction that you want to go, uh, it'll like automatically pick uh, an angle for you. So you mm-hmm. kind of get around quickly that way. But uh, yeah, you're spending a lot of time looking at the maps or figuring out different ways to go. Uh, but yeah, you got some shooting you can do. And uh, the other thing is it has limited saves. So you save at these camps, which are kind of like ways some of the like Symphony of the Night does where you have specific save spots. Uh, and if you die, you know, you lose all your progress, mm. that kind of stuff. Uh, but from there, you can also upgrade your character. Uh, as you go, so you can upgrade their health, get more uh, hearts on there, uh, or you can increase your the potency of your potions yeah. to fill your hearts back up uh, more as you use them, so that kind of thing. Uh, it's pretty neat for what it is. Uh, nice little story to it. You know that you're like you're like a, a person coming down from the cosmos to save the mm-hmm. world, I guess. Yep. Uh, so and uh, so that's pretty neat. I uh, also jumped into Warframe some uh, this past week. Uh, checking it out on PS5, seeing how it runs, which it runs pretty well. Uh, and trying to figure out what the fuck I'm supposed to be doing. Because it's yeah. one of those free-to-play games where there's a shit ton of missions in it. Uh, and, yeah. Uh, and they're not just like a list of missions. It's a map to go through. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you're gonna have to you beat one, it opens up paths to others, yeah, that kind of stuff, and it goes from mich- uh, planet to planet. Mm-hmm. So if you want to get to another planet, you have to figure out the way to get to the 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 jump point from one to the next, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it can be kind of weird to figure out, like, okay, wait, what do I have to do? Yeah, uh, Warframe when you get first get into it is a little overwhelming. Or if you played it for a good bit and then don't come back for yeah, because you know over the last couple of years they've been very very briskly uh, putting new content into that game. So yeah. you know the Warframe you're playing now is definitely different from the Warframe you may have played about maybe two years ago. <laughs> yeah, and the so it was showing me like an event thing to do. Or like a quest, I don't know. But it's like you got to do this at this location. It doesn't highlight them on the map either. Mm-mm. So you got to like look at the names for the locations. Like okay, this 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 area, this one, and there's one right at the beat of boss or something like that. And some mm-hmm. of the missions will let you uh, tag in with other people. It'll just automatically uh, add them in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and others are just you got to do this solo kind of thing. So. Uh, a good bit of a uh, challenge and trying to figure out how to remember how to play uh, and do everything. Cause I can do the shooty bits, but uh, with my character, like trying to remember what special abilities I have mm-hmm. uh, and what they're actually doing. Cause I have the, uh, a musical character who's constantly mm-hmm. like dancing as you're going around. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's pretty cool. Uh, but one of the moves you toss like this grenade and it, creates this like big circle uh it's all neon looking and uh it's like showing like an equalizer type uh like laser going around it but it's mm-hmm. like I think it's damaging enemies but I'm not always 100% sure exactly what it's doing or if... it's definitely about to realize I was throwing a grenade versus just uh like just somehow activating it when I was where I was standing so it took me a little bit to figure that out but also, the other thing with Warframe is if you jump into missions with other people, sometimes they're just buzzing along. Or you're like, ooh, there's stuff all over here. Uh, and mm-hmm. then you don't get to kill anybody because they're all up doing the actual mission stuff. Mm-hmm. Where you're like, ooh, I can get you know materials here and here and here. Mm-hmm. Uh, that kind of stuff where it's like, oh. So I just go along and I don't get to kill much of anything. And I'm just... Uh, 
It's like a weird part of it, a Warframe, but hey, whatever. Mm. They want to kill everything for me and let me take all the credit. That's fine. Mm. Uh, so that's been largely it. How about you, Brandon? Uh, well, uh, now that the uh, new patch is out, which uh, we will be talking about in a moment, uh, I got back into Cyberpunk 2077. Um, it is definitely running a lot smoother now than it had been. Um, uh, and I haven't really gotten any issues with like any glitches or anything. I have had like one or two issues where I've had uh, some like screen artifacts uh, doing because you know like you know I had like a call like I had like a call with another person and their little profile picture and it stayed up in the corner or yeah. like I, I uh, had a thing where. Um, I ended up getting hit with the uh, overheat software, which basically screws with the with the with the V's like visual optics and stuff, and gives like these sort of staticky stuff. And I had sort of an issue with uh, having that sort of distortion keep going long after I'd finished that mission. But yeah, other than that, yeah, it's I it's running much smoother now. Um. But uh, on top of that, I've, of course, also still playing uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake. Uh, still good. Um, and it's still just, I just love watching how they screw with this sacred cow of a game story. Um, yeah. It's amazing. But uh, yeah, that's uh, pretty much what I've been playing, so I guess we might as well go into it now. Yeah, so we'll get here to the news, and the the big one is the first major update for Cyberpunk 2077 is out now. Yeah. And yep. It is a big list of stuff. A lot of it's just like, oh, fix the issue with this mission and this mission yeah. and this mission. Where yeah, things were like activate a, or whatever. Yeah, there were a bunch of like side missions and side quests and stuff that had these weird uh, glitches to them that made them impossible to finish. Um, Anything that fixed your uh, game-breaking issues? Uh, well, oh yeah, well, one of the big ones that I kept having was the fact that, uh, shit, some, like, whole areas would, like, take too long to just render properly. Um, yeah. So much so that you couldn't actually enter them. Like, it was literally just a gray block. Um, yeah, I have not had that issue since this patch. Um, also, uh, that whole thing about, you know, the weird blocky alpha model characters. Uh, for the NPCs and stuff, uh, that problem is now gone. Um, I have only seen it happen now once or twice. Um, uh, the another big graphical issue that was was you know the whole thing with like uh, you know animations not happening properly. So characters have that weird sort of mannequin on a on a on a roller skate effect. Yeah. Uh, I have only seen it once now, and it was an NPC who was way in the back. Um, uh, there are, the roads do not seem so bare anymore. There's definitely a lot more cars on them now. Um, I the loading, you're still looking at some slut, some fairly long loading screens, not as egregious as it was previously. Um, yeah. Uh, no, oh yeah, the whole thing with, uh, delayed audio, and the whole effect of, like, having character dialogue basically clash into each other, uh, yeah. or, uh, you know, especially when you're using the fast-forward function during dialogue, yeah, that, that is no longer a problem, period. It's gone. Um. Well, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, hey, I also uh, mentioned some console-specific stuff, like the... Well, for Xbox, is improved memory usage for character creation, mirrors, scanning, camera remote control, menus, inventory, map on Xbox One, One X, and Xbox One S. Yep. Uh, well, I do. That's PS4. pretty big. Yeah. Uh, PS4. Um, it's like optimization of crowds. Yep. For PS4 Pro and PS5. Uh huh. And just crashes for PS4. Yep. Not had a single crash since the patch. So. Yeah, let's see, PCs makes it possible to obtain achievements while in Steam offline mode. Uh, and address game startup crashes related to loading cache on NVIDIA graphics cards. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it seems like there's a little bit of everything on uh, the various consoles and platforms. Yeah. Um, 
good they're getting these. The first. thing is, though, is that kind of the reason the graphics are not as, you know, there aren't so many graphical glitches now is that they kind of downgraded it a smidge. Yeah. Um, which, to, to be frank, I mean, you know, for... Probably uh, what they should have done yeah, before for, launch. For, uh, you know, a last generation game, it probably should have been... De- should have been uh, downgraded a tad anyway. Yeah, that's an issue that happens a lot of uh, the past few gens where games come out late mm-hmm. and they're like, well, we got to make this look as good as possible, no matter the performance or uh, load times or any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's like, no, people would like it to not run like shit or break constantly. Yeah. That's more important than having all the shiny stuff there. Yeah. Um, yeah, um, I haven't had that. Also, I haven't had... Uh, another, an, an issue I also used to have is whenever I was, like, getting my... Uh, calling my vehicle to come, you know, meet me at the road, because your vehicle has, like, an autopilot feature that whatever you're using, that you can get it to, like, basically call it to get relatively near your position so you can get into it. Um, yeah. I used to have an issue where it would, like spawn like halfway into the ground which would like cause it to explode um that's fun yeah no i I haven't had that problem since so no longer sinks into the ground no longer sinks into the ground uh no longer ends up getting all twisted up with like just regular shit that's you know out in the environment um this was especially a problem when you were doing when you were like riding like a motorcycle or a bike of some kind because it would always because yeah I, I say it would always not always just on occasion it would when it spawned it would end up twisting itself into like the railing or something on the road or what on the highway or whatever um but uh yeah uh no uh yeah I mean this this uh this update actually did go a long way to basically. Fixing all the shit that probably should have gone should have been fixed with the first fucking patch. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it seems like there's still bugs in there. As uh, Kotal yeah. here reported, there's uh, maybe a new game-breaking bug, kind of similar to one of the ones that I guess was in the game before, which involves a call you're supposed to get from Takamura mm-hmm. that you wouldn't get, and that's uh. But now you can get the call, but they might he might not say anything. Mm. So progress, yeah. but not. Well, I've already passed that part of the game yeah. anyway. So uh, apparently, the workarounds that people figured out is to call Judy before mm-hmm. you're supposed to get that call, and when he calls, hang up the line. Yeah, do a side job. Uh, let's see. Then wait 24 hours in game, and Takamura should call in. With dialogue and everything, allowing you to progress in the mission called Down on the Street. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've so, already you know. gotten past that part, so. Yeah, yeah, so still issues to work on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, sh- I assume as people get more time into this to see what all is going on. So they'll figure it out. Yeah. And we'll see uh, if any new things get added in mm-hmm. here in the, the next month or so. Yep. But yeah, let's uh, let's talk about games releasing and hopefully in a good state. Mm-hmm. Uh, coming out this week is Auto Chess for the PS4, uh, which was a huge mm-hmm. mod on the uh, Dota 2 on PC that added this weird whole uh, side way of playing the game, which is not really chess uh, the way you might expect it to be played, but uh, it's like automating a Dota form of chess, I guess. You're putting your yeah. characters on the the board. They automatically fight the other person's uh, right. minions. And if you win, you get to continue on. You're like packed in with like 10 other people, something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, a bunch of people. And so you're kind of uh, upgrading them as you go along in the match, uh, hopefully on the way to winning or whatnot. And I guess with the, the launch of this game on PS4, uh, it's free to play. Hmm. Uh, I'll be on the 27th here, and uh, it'll be season 10 for the game, hmm. which is wild that they're already at that. But yeah, I'll have some. They mentioned the controls here for the how to play it on console here. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, which hopefully works out pretty well. Um, well they're going to have a bunch of PS Plus bonus items uh, coming in. Yeah, there's like a free character you can have. Uh, has some outfits and such that are free as well. So some nice little bonuses there so you can check it out. And it looks like there's going to be a, a paid founders pack if you want to check that out. Uh, so yeah, you can check it out here in a few days. Yep. Uh, let's see. Yeah, we got Balan Wonderland coming out. Yeah, this uh, is the... Uh, isn't... Okay, so... Yeah, this, this is, is the new Yuji game from Yuji Naka. Yeah. Yeah. Maker of Sonic and Knights and all that. Uh, his yep. new platformer that is uh, published by Bandai Namco, I believe. No, Square Enix. It's the one Square Enix. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, people are looking forward to this. I'm uh, hoping it's more of the, the good parts of his uh, his works rather than the not-so-good parts. Yeah. Uh, but you'll be able to check that out here pretty soon on the 28th of January uh, with a big free demo that's coming out. Mm-hmm. Uh, looks like it's going to have two areas to check out. Yeah. Uh, you get World 1, Acts 1 and 2, as well as World 4, Act 1 to check out. Mm. Uh, yeah, so I'm, yeah, uh, I'm looking at battle, the... So. Yeah, I'm looking at these screenshots right now. Um, oh yeah, you also get World Six Act One. Yeah, and uh, it looks like it's you... a yeah, it looks like it's a mixture of both like 3D platforming and also like 2D left or right platforming. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. So that'll be you get a good chunk of the game to check out, as well as some of the costumes, uh, each of which has like a unique ability tied to it. Uh, so yeah, that'll that'll be look, uh, interesting to check out. Yeah, it's got March twenty sixth for the full game. Uh, PS five, all the Xboxes, PS four, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Mm-hmm. So you can check out that. Uh, also coming to consoles, all the consoles here on February eighteenth is Anodyne two: Return to Dust, mm-hmm. uh, the sequel to the sort of puzzle. Uh, action game, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't really know how to describe the original Anodyne, but this one is kind of more inspired by, you know, like The Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time and uh, mm-hmm. various like PS One and N sixty four games. That's the specific graphical style it's going after. Uh, complete with jaggies and all that too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, that'll be coming out to PS Five. The Xbox Series uh, consoles, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch, mm. February 18th. Uh, so that'll be interesting to check out. So that's, uh, and they say no similarity to, uh, no tie-ins to the original game. They liken it to the Final Fantasy games. Mm-hmm. So you don't need to play the first Anodyne to understand what's going on in Anodyne 2. Uh, but there'll be some stuff that connects it. For those mm-hmm. that have played both, but yeah, I'm looking forward to this. I think I have it on Epic Game Store, so I should probably play that to see see what it is. But I've heard really good things about that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and let's talk about the the Resident Evil Showcase because that was the game. that was the what were you gonna say? Other big thing that happened this week, yeah, yeah. That's what uh, I said. That was the other big thing that happened this week. Yeah the the game has been kind of uh, under wraps for a good bit. People finding like, "Ooh, here's a little bit of uh, gameplay in this weird uh, PS5 trailer." Mm-hmm. Uh, a little bit here and there, that kind of stuff. Uh, so now Capcom's kind of unveiled a good bit of it, uh, showed off a new trailer that uh, has some story stuff on it, some yeah. gameplay stuff in there. It's a continuation of Resident Evil Seven. Yep. Still the same main character, but now he's been pulled into this whole weird uh, castle area mm-hmm. full of weird monsters and vampire women, ghouls, and werewolves, and all that kind of stuff. Yep. Castle Dimitrescu. Uh, yeah. And still first person and all that. Chris Redfield yeah. shows up. Uh, and a, a, a weird guy with shades. It looks like a uh, a Bloodborne character more than a Resident Evil character. Yeah. Uh, 
that kind of weird beard too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so who knows what that's going to be, but uh, that got a date May 7th. PS5, Xbox Series X and S, PS4, and Xbox One, Mm. as well as PC. So they're doing old-gen versions as well. Yep. Uh, We'll see how that goes. But uh, along with this announcement, they announced that a demo is out now uh, exclusively for the PS5. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's basically, uh, they're doing basically like what they did with uh, Resident Evil 7, which was, it's kind of a... It's kind of like a side story that's within the game, more or less. Yep. Uh, people been checking it out. And it seems to look really good. Yeah. Uh, which is not a surprise from Capcom. Yeah. And yes, fa- and yes, Vampire Lady, Lady Dimitrescu is in it. And, yeah. Uh, because the internet went fucking crazy for her as soon as she showed up. Yeah, I wonder if they were expecting that. Oh, I'm sure they were. Uh, and, like, have enough of her in the game, or if she's going to be a minor part. People are, like, disappointed that she's just a little bit in there, but she seems to at least lead the other uh, vampire women. Mm-hmm. In the trailer, she mentions, like, Ethan's been, you know, fucking them up. Yeah. Uh, so, you know. But that'll be coming on the other consoles a little bit later, but for now, it's just on the PS5 mm-hmm. uh, for people to check out. And sort of alongside that, they announced RE-verse, mm-hmm. uh, a new multiplayer game, because apparently they can't stop making multiplayer games. Yeah. Uh, after the... I forget what the other one, the one that came with Resident oh. Evil 3. Uh, shit, what was it called? I forget. Whatever, that one that was like a 4v1 multiplayer game. Yep. This one seems to be just, hey, here's a bunch of your favorite characters. It's full PvP. Uh, I don't know how many players All is right. in one game, but, uh, you know, there's Leon, Chris, uh, uh, what's uh, Mr. X, Nemesis, yeah, all these Mr. characters, X, Joe Iron Valentine, mm-hmm. you know. All the one, all the big baddies and heroes you expect. Uh, it seems mm-hmm. like you could even sort of turn from one into the other if you get killed, kind of mm-hmm. thing. So it seems neat. I don't know if it's going to stick because none of the others have uh, in recent memory. I think people still want wow. the Resident Evil Outbreak type of online game. Yeah, Capcom seems dead set to not do that. Yeah, yeah. So you know. But I assume this is going to be included with Resident Evil 8. Mm. Even though it's got like a different style to it. It's got a mm-hmm. comic book style to it. Yeah, it's a it. bit more lighthearted, I guess. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we'll have to see how that is. But, mm. but yeah, that's, uh, that's the multiplayer thing. And also kind of celebrating their 20th, 25th anniversary for the series. They announced that there's a crossover event in The Division 2. Mm-hmm. which is a bit weird of a crossover, but it kind of makes sense in the terms of Division 2 is about, you know, a virus mm-hmm. uh, ravaging a city. Yep. And all that. Uh, not so much to the point of uh, zombies coming back or anything. No. Uh, just people die. Yeah. For the most part, and the bad people are the ones that manage to survive. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, yeah, starting on the February 2nd through the 15th, mm-hmm. uh, you have a chance to collect uh, various kinds of cosmetics. I think just by logging in, you get a Leon Kennedy police uniform, uh, as well as uh, some other stuff there. So, yeah, we got the Division 2 and want to check out something neat, uh, you can do that. Mm-hmm. Especially kind of tying into the Netflix uh, film that they're releasing here at some point. Mm. Uh, I didn't include a link for that because we'll probably talk about it on Let's Weekend. Right. I don't think I have a date for that. So mm. that's probably coming sooner than later. But uh, that's the Resident Evil event. Uh, some okay. neat stuff there for uh, people who like that. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about something that people haven't heard about in a while Puzzle Quest. Mm. Puzzle Quest 3 just got announced this week. 
uh, from 505 Games, mm-hmm. and it is a free-to-play game mm. uh, for PC, mobile, and other platforms. No real specificity there. Uh, yeah, so free-to-play makes sense because Gems of War is basically Puzzle Quest. Yeah, pretty uh, much. And that is from the original devs of the Puzzle Quest games. Uh, mm-hmm. Works really well. Really, uh, one of the better free-to-play games out there, as far as not like changing how the game works just to try to make money off of you. Mm-hmm. Uh, even offers ways of kind of giving them some money, and you get uh, a good bit of reward back for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have like a VIP system, so if you buy uh, stuff from the game, uh, you kind of get more rewards on a daily basis, or uh, and whatnot every time you log in. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it kind of rewards people that put more time into the game or want to support them, uh, that kind of stuff. And it's, uh, it's a lot of fun game that just, they still keep adding to it, mm. uh, which is wild. They added like pets and all this kind of weird stuff, clans, you know. Yeah. Really wild stuff. So I'm curious to see if this is going to be anywhere on that level of uh, fleshed out. Mm. But uh, are they just going to make it like uh, the regular P- uh, Puzzle Quest games? Mm. I'll we'll see. Because all they did is just announce a thing here. Mm. So we'll see. Uh, let's talk about Team Ninja and games they're not working on. Because they've said they are working on a lot of new titles. Mm. And it's not Neo or Ninja Gaiden. And then any of those. Nope. Which means. Which means it's either dead or alive related, or your guess is as good as ours. Yeah, they could be working on uh, other stuff. Because they've been kind of a work-for-hire studio at times. Mm -hmm. They worked on... What else have they worked on in recent memory? Uh, Yeah, they worked on the Hyrule Warriors Mm -hmm. game, but they didn't make the, the most recent one. No. I think that was... Was that Bandai Namco? Yeah, that was Bandai uh, Namco. Yeah. Uh, they made Marvel uh, Ultimate Alliance yeah. 3. Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3. Warriors. Yep. The City uh, of Final Fantasy. Opera Omnia. On yep. mobile. So, they worked yeah. on a lot of stuff. So, mm-hmm. and a Metroid game. Not a good one, but they worked on a Metroid game. Yeah. So, who knows? It could be, I would say it might be something Nintendo related. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least one of them. Uh, but they said they're not uh, opposed to coming back to Neo at some point. Uh, yeah. The guy that was the head of those two games said he definitely wants to get back to that at some point, but mm-hmm. I think they're going to take a break. Uh, which deserved. They put out two really good games. Mm-hmm. Deserved to kind of wait to not necessarily try and run into the ground. Yeah. Especially ahead of uh, those two games coming to the PS5. Mm-hmm. All right, so there's that. Let's get to the the weird bit of news for the week. Oh boy, here we GameStop go. Stop. Yeah, GameStop stock has uh, been doing really well the past couple weeks here. Uh, Extremely well. Yeah, it's up 174 percent in January to date. Mm-hmm. Which is not is it sounds really good, but the the stock was like about 20 bucks. Uh, at the beginning of the year, and now it's about seventy-three. Uh, so that's kind of yeah, it's like it's it's in the thousands or whatever. But for mm-hmm. GameStop, it's been doing really well, mm-hmm. and it's not because of anything GameStop's doing, I guess. No, uh, other than existing, uh, because it's basically a result of people that know what they were doing, kind of betting against GameStop sticking around. Mm-hmm. And yeah. people on Reddit and TikTok and YouTube and all that deciding, well, let's let's call their bluff and buy the stock while it's really cheap. Yep. Uh, and that caused the the price to go up because there's demand for it. Mm-hmm. The obvious must be reasons for it. Yep. Even if there's not. Uh. So yeah, that's that's basically it. Pretty much, it was. Basically, just a bunch of people like, yeah, look at all these people selling them short. We can call their bluff and buy this shit for pennies on the dollar. So, yeah, and uh, make some money on it from the yeah. short term. Mm-hmm. 
And it's basically just to show you that uh, as far as when trying to uh, gauge economic prosperity, uh, the stock market really doesn't mean shit. Yeah. Uh, This basically only really benefits the people that uh, are buying the stocks now. They can make some money on what they're putting in and sell Mm -hmm. it off at higher prices. Yep. But it doesn't change anything about GameStop's fate. Nope. It Other than just existing, that's the only reason this happened. Yeah, they haven't failed yet. The stock hasn't tanked as a result of that. Mm-hmm. So, who knows exactly what's going on with GameStop? Still just doing their thing, I guess. Hoping that uh, the pandemic subsides so they can start selling games again mm. uh, in the ways that they're used to. Yeah. So that's the weird GameStop news for this week. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about weird EU news. Oh boy, here um, we Valve go. Valve and five other publishers, which are, let's see, Bandai Namco, Capcom, Focus Home, Coke Media, and Zenimax, mm-hmm. uh, have been fined about uh, 7.8 million euros, mm-hmm. or about $9.5 million in the US, uh, over the practice of geo blocking PC game sales on Steam. That's right. Uh, which was basically a way for them to block them from being able to uh, change their country mm-hmm. via VPN or other means to get better prices if mm-hmm. their country's prices are not uh, to their liking. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, this sort of violates EU antitrust rules. Yep. Uh, which blocks uh, companies from. Uh, contractually restricting cross-border sales. Mm. So, yeah, they're going to lose a little bit of money, not really too much, but... Yeah. If you uh, remember back in the bad old days of getting uh, PAL-locked and shit, yeah. Um, this is kind of yeah. like that. Um, it's a practice that's very quickly uh, becoming impossible to maintain, and this is just... Yeah. One more nail in its coffin. Yeah, and there's some legit reasons for it. Uh, for countries that may not be in great economic shape, have mm-hmm. their games priced maybe more fairly for their people and other people in other regions that are just cheapskates. It's like, oh, that's you know a tenth of the price that we're paying. I'm going to change my region and buy that. Mm-hmm. And then inevitably, oftentimes just force that price to go up in the, the other country's region mm-hmm. and screwing those people there in that country. Yeah. I can see why they kind of want people not to be able to do that on Steam. Uh, yeah. By just doing it just to screw people over that are in those better countries. They have... Uh, mm-hmm. Well, their stuff is priced more fairly. Uh, I definitely understand why this mm-hmm. is in place. I see a lot of people see like, oh, this this game on the eShop is, you know, two dollars instead of twenty in mm-hmm. uh, Mexico. It's like, oh, let's go buy it there, and then it gets brought up to like fifteen bucks or whatever. Exactly. Like, well, you just screwed over everybody in Mexico that uh, was enjoying those kind of things. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, great job. Made it a shit yeah. situation all around. Mm. I think some companies are finding ways to try to block that stuff as best they can mm-hmm. without necessarily blocking any way of doing it. So, mm. yeah. Uh, and speaking of uh, buying stuff, Tencent has bought majority stake in Clay Entertainment, uh, makers of Don't Starve uh, and other uh, games you might mm-hmm. have seen. I was trying to think of what are this they've been making of late. There's uh, Shank, Mark of the Ninja. There's a more recent game they made. Mm-hmm. I forget what it's called. It's like it's Oxygen Not Included, I think. Yeah, something like that. Uh, that, and there's something else they've been working on recently. I know there's, I think Invisible Ink is them as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, making a lot of stuff. I would have thought the success of Don't Starve yeah, we kept them good for quite a while, but maybe that's uh, not the case. Mm. Uh, so it seems like uh, a way for them to kind of get 
uh, better funding, uh, consistent funding that keeps them in a good place, I guess, as mm-hmm. Tencent just sticks their finger in everybody's pies. Yep. The the company that never stops. No, they are just, they have been basically in perpetual growth for like 10 years, for like what, like a decade now? Yeah, for quite a while. Yeah, I mean, they've been around since 1998, so... um, Yeah. Yeah, it's... Yeah, I guess. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that is is some news. Yeah. So, hey, hopefully they can stay in good shape for a long time to come, because they make a lot of good games. Oh, yeah, they make great stuff. Um, Uh, Let's tell what company doesn't always make great stuff. But it's yeah. been of late Activision. Yep. Uh Vicarious Vision's been making a lot of stuff of late, like Tony Hawk's Pro Skater One and Two. Mm-hmm. Like they did the Crash Bandicoot trilogy. Uh Yep. Yeah, I think they're the ones that did that. I think the uh the other one did Spyro. They did uh Crash Bandicoot four. Toys for Bob, I think it was. Yeah, yeah so they said, hey, Vicarious Visions, you're doing too well on our side, so we're going to merge you into uh, Blizzard. Yeah. Just give you to them. Uh, like, seemingly as like a support studio, the way it's framed. Mm-hmm. But uh, rumors seem to be suggesting here that they are working on a Diablo 2 remake. Yeah. Uh, and it seems like this may be done because the studio that Blizzard had to remake their old games uh, got shit-canned a while ago. Yeah, did you see what they did with freaking Warcraft 3? Yeah, I saw a list of it. Like, the game ballooned like 10 times the size it was before. Yep. With no way of uh, uninstalling the new content. Yep. If you just wanted to have the original game. Mm hmm. Uh, so I was making a lot of changes that didn't seem like they had to be permanent. Nope. Like, you could have just released a new version of the game for that stuff instead of forcing it onto the people that had the original. Very much. Um, but yeah, plus, I mean, it ended up that it, a lot of it was just false advertising. I mean, yeah, they ended up, you know, the game as it ended up coming out was nothing like the game they were showing off. Yeah. Uh, which is the one thing you can't do, especially when you're doing a remake of an old game. Yeah. Is of an old game that is as highly regarded as that. Yeah. Like, at worst, you want to make it look uh, a little bit better. Mm-hmm. And make it, uh, you know, the same. But they were aiming to go higher than that. Mm-hmm. And they fell way short of it. Mm-hmm. Simply okay, because exactly. they just didn't give them enough time for it. Which is like, Warcraft fans know how to wait. Mm-hmm. I think they would have waited for it to be done properly. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that uh, if Vicarious Visions is in charge of a Diablo 2 remake, it seems like it would be in good hands. Because mm-hmm. uh, they've been one of Activision's most consistent developers in their history. So, yeah. Uh, that would seem like it's in better hands there than uh, whoever did Warcraft 3. Mm-hmm. So that's unfortunate right. they won't be able to continue working on Activision stuff, though. I don't know if there's anything preventing them from being traded back over or not, but at least it seems like they'll be in better hands with a, a studio that has better stuff to work on now. Mm-hmm. See, I think that Diablo 1, this wasn't really a remake, it was just uh, a re-release Yeah, for GOG. Uh, seemed to do pretty well. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just not really a, a big frill yeah. to it, just... Here it is, playable on modern computers, which is not a an easy task for those old kind of games. Nope. But Diablo 2 is the game that no, people put on a high pedestal. Should mm. uh, be interesting checking out, see how it is. Uh-huh. So they really like Diablo okay. 3. They really played in the others. Oh. So yeah. That'll be interesting to see. And let's talk about the biggest news of the week. Microsoft's here on Friday morning, announced that they were, uh, well, they couched this news in the announcement of the 
the new games with gold games. And it's like, oh, there's Gears of War 5 in addition to uh, two Xbox One games and two Xbox 360 games. Or old mm-hmm. Xbox games, I guess. So it's like, oh, five games, and one of them's a pretty big game. Yep. Not so much new if you already have ga- uh, Game Pass, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, along with it, it's like, oh, there's some adjustments to Xbox Live Gold pricing. Okay. That showed uh, the monthly price from $10 to 11 Mm-hmm. The, the three-month price was going from 25 to $30. Mm. And the six-month price was going from $60 to $80. And... Oh, wait. No, it was 40 to 60 Uh And then just not mention the 12-month, because I don't think they technically offer that anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, effectively, what it used to cost you to get... A year's worth of gold was now six months of gold, doubling the price. Mm-hmm. And the internet had the uh, appropriate reaction of saying, like, what the fuck? Mm. Why, why are you doing this? Because there's no explanation in the articles saying, like, hey, this, yeah. this is what we're doing. You know, we didn't say anything about adding new things, maybe adding mm. additional games with gold games, but that no. also was mentioned. Uh, she's like, hey, we're doing this. See ya. Yeah. yeah. Like, literally, what the fuck? Yeah. Um, um, and by the end of Friday, they had put out an announcement saying, uh, yeah, sorry about that. Uh, <laughs> we're not going to do that. Yeah. Uh, thank you for the feedback. Mm. And uh, also announcing that they were going to do the thing that people either assumed it already happened or mm-hmm. didn't know was a thing mm-hmm. that you couldn't play free-to-play games without a subscription to Xbox Live Gold. Mm. Which Nintendo and uh, Sony uh, already have been doing that for years. Mm. Well, Sony has, uh, since the start of the PS4. Uh, Nintendo hasn't been doing that since they've been charging. It's in, was that two years now? Mm-hmm. A little bit over two years? Uh, free-to-play games there are also free-to-play. And whereas on Xbox, you needed to pay to be able to play mm-hmm. games that didn't cost you to, any money to play. Mm-hmm. Which is always a weird thing. Because you could just easily be like, oh, well, on, X- on a PlayStation, you know, you can play Fortnite for free. On yep. Switch, you can play Fortnite for free. Mm-hmm. On Xbox, uh, Fortnite costs money to play. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like you could technically download them for free, mm-hmm. but you couldn't actually do anything in the games if they didn't have any single-player component. Mm-hmm. And let's be honest, Fortnite is never going to have any single-player components because they're never going well, to finish that game. They technically have the Save the World thing. Technically. Which is The weird thing is that is the, on PS4 at least, uh, that's the trophies. Yeah. It's for the Save the World mode, so like they're impossible to get. Mm-hmm. Unless you're going to spend the money on that, which nobody would. Mm. Uh, so yeah, that's uh, they're not doing it right now. Unlocking those games, it's, they said it'll be a few months mm-hmm. uh, from now. So you have to stay tuned on that. Keep paying that gold for those games, but mm-hmm. yeah, they're back to their old prices, which uh, sucks for people that maybe tried to stock up on the price on the on the the codes, uh, mm. anticipating that this wasn't going to get overturned. Uh, whoops! But also, mm. you probably shouldn't be spending sixty bucks on twelve months of gold because mm. uh, that announcement seemed very much like a like a internet provider or cable provider style thing of mm. like, oh, we'll. We'll keep raising this to kind of encourage you to jump up to the next tier. Yeah. It's also more expensive, but look at all this stuff you get mm-hmm. in comparison to the shitty tier. Mm. And it's and it's like a regular Game Pass is still 10 bucks a month, so it's like this would technically be more expensive than regular Game Pass. And that, that wouldn't get you multiplayer. It'd be Ultimate mm-hmm. that would, which I think is 15 bucks a month. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's like announcing this without any sort of changes to or explanation like why you wanted to double the price, essentially. Mm-hmm. 
because I can't imagine there are many people that are paying month to month. Because otherwise, you're just, you're really just wasting money. Mm. So yeah, this is like the the it very much was the dumbest dumbest yeah. move possible, and I'm still at the point where I'm like, who thought this was a good idea? Because you've got people that you need to uh, grill on this. Because mm-hmm. somebody said this was a good idea, and I don't, I don't know what they were thinking. Because this isn't like, oh, it's a dollar more expensive, like Netflix will do, mm-hmm. or whatever. The Netflix doesn't really sell like yearly packages or anything. Mm. Uh, the gift cards are just like, here's thirty bucks. You put it on your account. You don't have to pay however many months that accounts for that kind of thing. But yeah, this is a this is one of those weird price hikes. And they haven't done a price hike, I think, in about ten years. No, I don't think so I have. Yeah, so it's like if you want to go up like five bucks or ten bucks, that's at least more reasonable, even though it's still the same issue of you're not really adding anything. Mm-hmm. Unless they're going to announce they're going to put like a, a big, you know, a big Microsoft game on there every month. Mm-hmm. Okay, maybe. But that also gets into the criticism I often have with uh, some of these games with gold is like these Microsoft games are already on Game Pass. Mm-hmm. And Game Pass Ultimate people are essentially getting nothing out of it other than changing slightly the ownership of the game in question. Mm-hmm. From a rental uh, Game Pass rental to a Xbox Live Gold rental. Mm-hmm. And so, hey, at least they listen to people. Saying, mm-hmm. Hey, this is very stupid. And now they're fixing the the major issue that has been plaguing gold for most of its existence. When they started having apps on there, those were also uh, required gold to use. Uh, Even after they were free on other platforms like Netflix, Mm -hmm. which is also a very weird thing that took them a while to figure out. I want to say they didn't fix that until after the Xbox one launched. Mm Mm-hmm. Or maybe right before or something like that. Yeah. Backlash of people being like, how are we still paying to use Netflix on a device mm-hmm. when I can do that on my phone or other consoles for free? Mm-hmm. So, you know, hopefully yeah. this is uh, the last dumb decision they have to make for a while. Hopefully. Because they're very prone to just shooting themselves in the foot. Uh-huh. Uh, they did that to start last gen, and this gen it's been that they don't have any games, new games nope. coming out anytime uh, soon. Uh, I think Halo Infinite is this fall, mm-hmm. and that's it outside of just PC ports, stuff they only had on PC uh, for most of the year. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, we'll see how uh, see if Microsoft can uh, go the rest of the year without making stupid decisions like this. Mm-hmm. Good. Hope so because, uh, I mean, uh, you know, I mean, this isn't quite as bad as like the bullshit they were pulling before the release of Xbox One, but yeah. uh, it's up there. Yeah, they're gonna. You don't, just autom- you don't just automatically announce a price hike like that online and act like everything is normal. Yeah, and act like this wasn't based on some sort of. Incognition of like, oh, we can just do this; and nobody will care. Yeah, because it's it doesn't make any sense. So yeah, mm-hmm. uh, we'll see. We'll see if this has any ramifications. I don't know. It seemed like they were just trying to exploit whatever people are left that are still only paying for gold mm-hmm. and trying to strong arm them into getting onto Game Pass. Pretty much. That's a little bit more expensive per month. It's uh, five bucks more, but for a year, it's uh, three times the cost. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's 180 bucks for Game Pass Ultimate for the year versus gold being 60, which I can understand if you're in that kind of camp, mm-hmm. which is why they probably want you to do the monthly and not think about the yearly cost of it. Yeah. Which I think is. Same for all services. Pretty much. 
They uh, want to focus on, oh, you only have to pay just this little bit of much every month and not remember how much money you're actually paying them annually. Yeah, remember how much or how little you're using the service mm-hmm. for that cost, which is why I canceled Amazon Prime because I was like, I barely ever check out the videos. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to buy anything from them anymore. So give me that 100 bucks back. Mm. Uh, though there's not many that offer like the ability to buy up a year. It's Nintendo's, Microsoft, Sony's, and Amazon Prime, I guess, lets you do the mm. yearly thing. Yeah. Uh, if you want. And there's not really too many others that let you bulk buy subscription time. Mm-hmm. So yeah, hopefully uh, they've learned to not do stupid things. They need somebody that just has the rolled up newspaper and every time they suggest something stupid, just smacks them on the back of the head and says, no. No, bad Microsoft. Bad bad money person. That's not how we do mm-hmm. this. Yeah. We need to be nice to them. Then they'll give us more money. Uh, so yeah, that is, that is the news for this week. Uh, fairly light show, but... Uh, Still some big things here of people making stupid decisions. Uh, oh, yeah. Some making weird decisions and some making good decisions. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that is it for this week. Uh, thank you to Brandon for joining us. Uh, we'll be back next week with uh, another yeah. slate of news. And uh, we'll see you guys again next time.